You know, we may not be able to praise God for the mansion, but we can certainly start by praising God for a roof over our head. Amen? And that's what the Lord spoke to my heart, that how many times we really miss the next miracle in our life by not stopping and pausing and giving God thanks for this step of the miracle. Your life may not be where you want it to be, but honey, if you're trusting in God, your life is soon to go there. And any great move of God in all of our lives, it usually is not one gigantic step, but it comes by God giving us all the small steps And then one day you're going to turn around and look and say, God, how in the world did I get here? How in the world did you bring me so far? So the Lord sent me today to tell you something today. If you're going to give response to God's miracles that's going to help open up the door for that next miracle, you're going to have to be willing to fight discouragement. That's where I am so prone toward. Because I'm always looking for the next thing. And by the time God does one stage of the miracle for me, I almost immediately forget it. And I'm looking for that next thing that God's going to do for me. But God spoke to my heart and said, Jerry, unless you change, I'm not going to be able to work in your life on a consistent basis. So I'm here to tell God today I'm changing. (laughs) I want to praise him every step of the way. Amen. I just want to show you a response. In the book of uh, Psalms, oh, uh, Psalms is full of responses to uh, the goodness of God in our life. But one, one scripture really is four verses that just really blow my heart, or blow my mind when I think about the goodness of God. In Psalms 149, it tells me certainly my response to God's goodness is to be praised, is to be thankful. It's to have an appreciating heart. It's to sit in those moments and say, God, I will not take a recognition for what you've done for me. Because, Lord, I know that I could not make this happen. You're the God. You're the one that supplied for me. You're the one that brought my family through that. You're the one that gave us the strength to handle that. You're the one that turned that thing around. You're the one that gave us the strength to pray through it and to overcome it. Lord, in all the praise goes to you. Psalms 149, verse 6, it says, God's high and holy praises fill their mouth. For their shouted, I love this, says, for their shouted praises are their weapons of war. How many of you, your shouted praises are your weapons of war? We got to hear a shout of praise if that's your weapons of war. (laughs) And then the next verse says, these warring weapons will bring vengeance on every opposing force. What is opposing you? You know, in the book of John, Jesus revealed to us who it is that fights against us. Some of us have the wrong ideal completely. Sometimes people look and say, God, why are you doing this to us? I'm here to tell you, I'm here to defend God today. I'm here to tell you, it's not God that's doing it to us. Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, he said, the thief, the devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy There's not a one of us here that love Jesus today that the devil is not fighting against us. 
But we've got to know it's not God. The first way the devil wants to defeat us is to get us mixed up who the enemy is. He wants to hide behind some silly bush and try to tell you that God has failed you. I'm here to tell you, God has never failed anyone that will trust him and believe in him. And that's what Jesus said in John chapter 10. He said, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. Oh, then the next verse is so good. Because right after that, Jesus said, that's not me. He said, I've come to give you life. And I've come to give you life more abundantly. I'm just here to tell you the devil's against you, but God's for you. You've got a friend in God. You've got somebody that will strengthen you and help you walk through that thing. Some of you, he's going to give you the power to step over that thing. Others, he'll give you the power to walk through that thing. But it's God that's helping. Then the next verse, it says, it's divine kings. That's what praise is. If I will respond to God's goodness with praise, what it said, it binds kings and chains and rulers with iron shackles. Now, that's not talking about the president or that's not talking about our governor. But what that is talking about is those forces of darkness that's been leashed against your light. That's why Paul said we don't fight against flesh and blood. See, some of you think your wife's the problem. And some of you ladies are way wrong because <laughs> you think it's us the problem. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood. That's not the enemy. But we fight against powers and principalities and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. You're fighting against hell. You're fighting against the devil and his angels. You're fighting against the forces of darkness. And the Bible says that when you praise it, instead of wringing your hands, you raise your hand. <laughs> instead of crying over what's happened, you put a smile on your face and say, I don't care how bad it's been. God's going to bring me through this. God's going to help me over this. God's going to do this for me. The Bible said that if we will praise, if we will let the response to God's goodness in our life, if we will let it be praised, the Bible says it binds up and says, pray. I love what this verse says. It says, praise filled warriors will enforce the judgment and the doom that is decreed against their enemy. Do you know what the end of the road holds for the devil? Do you understand? You understand what the end of the road holds for the devil? Do you realize this thing is not over until Jesus binds that rascal and casts him into the lake of fire? Do you understand that? But you know what the end of the road is for you? Somebody shout heaven. The end of the road for us is good. And the Bible says every time I praise God, it caused the judgment. What God wrote in this word, his judgment, it causes this word to come to pass in our lives for the glory of God. Amen. I want you to hear Stephanie. Stephanie had a common need, but she met an uncommon God. It's been four years ago I lost my home. Having four children and losing a home was a very great milestone because not knowing where you're going to go to. And so I was in a, a very bad state of uh, not knowing where I'm going to go to, something. I had been there almost 15 years in this home, and I lost it. So to have it lost and have four kids and know, know where to go to, it was a great situation right there. I cried out, and I was asking God, where was he at? Where was he at? I didn't, I didn't see with, 
one day having a home and then the next day saying that you had to move. I was like, Lord, am I, am I not hearing you? Am I lost? What's going on? We were kind of home to home, gotten another home that I couldn't really afford. With my, my, my faith being tested, I, I just kind of dug in and just really sought out God. That's when um, God stepped in and this home was given to me. And it's been two years now. Going from homeless to having something that's my own. I don't have any mortgage payments. The land is mine. And all I have to do is just just move in. I feel great. I have something that I can leave for my children, their children. So it's, it's, it's awesome. The goodness of God. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice with Stephanie. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're believing the Lord for a home. Maybe you believe in the Lord. Yes, Lord. I love you, Stephanie, girl. I love you. I love you. Praise the Lord. Wow. Wow. Common needs, but such an uncommon God. I want to talk to you not only is praise a response to the goodness of God, but power is also a response to the goodness of God. The Bible talks about how that such power, I love what this says in Psalms, 90, uh, Psalms 9. It says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my heart. I will tell all the marvelous things that you have done. Now, in Luke chapter 17, that's what the Lord spoke to me here. When God said, Jerry, there's so much I want to do for people. And he said, Jared, there's so much I want to do for you. And if you will begin to respond to me, realize that I have greater power. I have more wonderful things to do in your life. That if I will begin to respond with that faith, if I will allow one level of the goodness of God to prompt faith in me for me to believe for the next level of the goodness of God, it will release the power of God in a greater measure in my life. And that's what it says in Luke chapter 17. It said, one of them, now you pick up this story, you realize immediately who it is. It says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him what he had, for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Have no one returned to give glory to God except this one? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has not only healed you, but now your faith has made you whole. All the other nine lepers were healed. But there was one leper that his life was made whole. <laughs> It came as a response to the goodness of God. God wants one level of faith to help build your life to the next level of faith. Here, just a few years ago, Lane and I was out of state. And while we were out of state, I got a phone call, and it was my second son. When I was talking to my second son, he said, Dad, he said, what I'm going to tell you is really bad. He said, Jeremy has just been burned. 
He said, Dad, and it's really bad, and they don't think he's going to make it. In fact, the firemen, when they went to see about him, the chief of the fire department called over and said, this kid's not going to make it. There I was, out of state. The world was saying, your son is dying. Not only myself, but as the various members, including his wife, Susan, was notified. We just made a decision that we were going to trust God for something bigger than we had ever seen before. So the whole family began to praise God. Elaine and I, on our way back in, we would not accept any other thought than God was big enough to handle this and God is able to take care of this. I arrived back and I got to Children's Hospital. And as I walked in to see Jeremy, it was at a crucial point. But God is so faithful. It was a crucial point in the sense that literally they would grab his bed and literally run through the halls with him. Trying to get him to one degree of emergency to the next degree of emergency. But God sent one nurse. God has angels all over this world. God sent not a doctor, but God sent one nurse to his bedside. And she said, I'm not going to quit until this kid's okay. She stayed there. Or it was a him. He stayed there and he, de- he defied even doctors' decisions. He defied things. When they would say this, he would take a step. I've never seen, I've never seen a nurse do that. But that nurse was on a mandate from God. That mur- nurse was there to defend a family that was believing God for life instead of death. Well, the rest is history. He was released from the hospital days later. And he's one of the major ones working in this service here today for the glory of God. Amen. Common miracles by a great uncommon God. Irma has a common miracle of her need. And she's going to share with us what God did. My name is Irma Frazier. And God sent me to Beecher Church I was blessed with a cleanup job, and I love cleaning up God's house. It just brings joy to me when I walk in, the, in that front door. November 1st of 2017, I was in a car accident in my 2007 Brewer I was on my way, me and three friends on our way to Hot Springs, and I was coming around a steep curve. It would have been raining. And as soon as I got to a small bridge, we got to a small bridge, I hit a bad spot on my right side. I didn't see the spot in the road, and it slung my car over to the left side of the left rail on the left on the bridge. If it weren't for God, we wouldn't have made it through that accident. God had his guardian angels waiting, on, uh, waiting for us on that bridge. So right after then, big to church <laughs> that God blessed me to come to blessed me with a 2005 PT Cruiser because I had prayed and asked God to bless me with another vehicle that I wouldn't have to pay no monthly payment on it and Victor Church blessed me with a 2005 PT Cruiser and he had great he had done so many great things for me 
goodness, the goodness of God is a need for a car. If you've never been without a car, you don't understand what we're talking about. But all of a sudden, when you find yourself at home and no way to get around, no way to take care of your family, one of the greatest miracles God works for you is God gives you a car. Amen. And here at Victory, we've watched the Lord do that. We've watched the Lord supply an extra car in somebody's life, and they would bring the car and give it to the church. And then we've been able to be God's hands as we would just place that car in us. Isn't that right, Earl? Just place it in somebody else's hands. How many of you, God, did a common miracle like that? Stand up and give the Lord a praise offering that God has given to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. How many of you, it's a miracle of a car. God worked it out for you to be able to get a car when there was no way. Go ahead and raise your hands if you would and give the Lord the praise when there was no way for you to get it and God worked a miracle to give you that. Praise God, you may be seated. The second response I want to talk to you about this morning is the response of release. We fail to realize that we live in obligation to God's goodness. That we have a responsibility of God's goodness. What that means is when God is working these everyday miracles in our life, we have a responsibility before God for that to be made known. Because, see, that's the way God becomes big in other people's eyes. As we're able to share the miracles that God does through us, then other people are able to have faith and trust God. Just by Irma sharing her heart, how she believed God, how she trusted the Lord, and God put a car in her hands, man, that's giving me courage this morning. And that's what a miracle is to do. But not only that, it releases. The Bible said there's laws in the Word, and one of those laws is like the first, it's called the first fruit. What that means is God is to get the first part of your miracle. And that's appreciation. God is to get the first part. Now, I'm not talking literally money. I'm talking about God gets the first part of your thankfulness. Which may mean money or it may mean praise or it may mean you letting others know what God has done for you. But letting others know and allowing your, your debt to be paid. How many has got a debt so big to God? Amen. Where the Lord has done things for you. See, the Bible says that's the way God is able to pour more into us. In fact, the book of Revelation says that's the way we overcome everything in life is by giving testimony of the things that God has already done in our life. We literally overcome all the issues, all the problems, all the difficulties that Satan's trying to launch against us by stopping and giving praise for what God is doing today in your life. You know, you may be here today and you may be having a lot of issues going on even in your family. But I want to tell you what, there's one place you don't have to have an issue and that's in the family with Jesus. So no matter where you're standing, there's always that that you can be so thankful. And if you will allow God to do a work of grace in us. You know, I was sitting at Union Medical Center right at 40-something years ago. 
And I was in the father's waiting room that night. When I was in the father's waiting room, I knew that in a few moments I was fixing to be given one of the greatest blessings I could ever imagine. I knew that in a few moments I was going to be given a baby. But do you know what? That night changed my whole life. I've never been the same since. What I did that night, I slipped into the little restroom that was connected there to that father waiting room. It was very small. You that remember, you that had babies there, you can remember how, how small it was. I knelt on the floor of that restroom. But see, because before that, see, I wasn't a believer. I didn't trust God. But something happened in me. Because I knew that I was fixed to be given the greatest opportunity in life. There would be placed in my arms a little darling. And I would have a marvelous responsibility, but a marvelous joy also. And I knelt on that floor that night. And that's the first night I can remember that praise started in my heart. I remember kneeling on that restroom that night and a miracle of God began to take place in my life. Many of you have had similar issues. Maybe it wasn't a baby being born, but it was something that God had done for you. And all of a sudden, it changes the way we look at everything. Now, all of a sudden, everything in life becomes so different. See, because until that night, I'd always looked that I deserved it, that I was going to make it, that I would make it work out some way or the other. But that night, I knew I could never make it. And that night, everything changed. Amen. Somebody say the grace of God. Well, we had another one of those wow moments just a few days in Rachel and Kathy's life. And it involved, to me, my dear grandchildren. How many know that can get a hold to granddad's heart? Won't you listen? Common miracle. One night we were all in Houston bowling and having fun with about five other families and there was probably about what 10 kids and probably 10 adults. The kids were all playing together and the girls decided they wanted to go play laser tag so the moms and I we were standing outside uh, watching or waiting for the girls to come out. The workers who were observing the, the girls after the girls came and told them said that there were two men in their 30s following our girls around. And the workers there, the one particular worker that the Holy Spirit led the girls to go find said she had been trained on this type of abduction where these two men, uh, where men come and get kids. So at that moment, that worker went and got, she said, five other people and placed them all in the, this room from the top, walking around and observing. And they said for sure that these two men were 
we're going to try to do something with the girls. Just thankful in all of it that for the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit prompted the girls to be aware enough of the danger and to go and seek help, that God placed people there already when we weren't there to protect our kids and just walking away being thankful that... um, that God protected them when we're not there and that we can trust that even when we're not with our kids, that God is there protecting them. We just trust, man, God is good, that where the enemy planned evil for that night, he turned it around for a blessing because not only did he save our children, but our, our girls definitely know, wouldn't you say, girls, that the Holy Spirit, y'all heard the Holy Spirit telling y'all and warning y'all and gave us a trust, man, that God is good. Hallelujah. Rejoice. If you're a parent here, you understand that. God is good. Oh, yes. God is good. God is good. Come on. Go rejoice. Go ahead. That's what we're doing here today. We're just thanking God for all the goodness. And it's our heart to prick your heart to find some memory or some resemblance of something that's happened in your life to where that maybe that we haven't stopped to think that was really God. And I just didn't stop to think how God worked a miracle to turn my situation around. The Bible says that the goodness of God brings us to repentance. What that means is this. The goodness of God changes me. I mentioned earlier that there is a responsibility that we have to the goodness of God, that we're to respond. David said, I will go into the congregation of the Lord, and I will let them know how good God's been to me. (laughs) Well, I want you to know I'm here today to let you know how good God's been to me. And I got you, I want to tell you something else. You're here today to let me know how good God has been to you. So the goodness of God changes me. If I will allow myself to meditate or to thank on or to praise God for those acts that he does in my life, not only will it open the door for the next level, but it clears my account It makes my account equal out because God's... See, God's part in our miracle is to let others know that he wants to do a miracle for them. And the Bible says that that goodness changes me. It changes the way I talk. It changes the way my conversation goes. It changes the way I... What I do with my life. I told you that those years ago in that restroom that night how that I made worship I praise God is what I remember for the very first time realizing it was God that was doing this miracle and some way the Holy Spirit let me know that night that my life was to become a life of praise that night in that restroom I made resolves in my heart that has been alive in me for 40 years to respond to the goodness of God I can really say I know God's goodness not only works miracles, but it changes us in response to those miracles. 
for those last 40 years has changed the very man I am. It changes the way I do life. It changes my priorities in life. It changes what I do on Sunday. Somebody says, I don't see no sense going to church. Honey, I go to church and let people know God's been good to me. <laughs> that's, that's the reason. See, the Bible says the thing that we have to guard from and we have to watch from for is that in the last days there will be a form of godliness, but it will deny God's power. What that says is this, it will allow me to play church or allow me to be religious, but it won't allow me. That's that spirit that fights us. It, it tries not to allow me to keep giving God praise for his power. Because, see, it's these miracles, it's these common miracles that says to the world that God is still alive. That's why when they came and they said, Jesus, are you the one or do we look for another? In Jesus' response, he said, go and tell John what you see and what you hear. <laughs> go and tell John of the miracles that's been wrought and the miracles that's been done. And that's what God's call is in all of our we're going to close this part of the service and then we're just going to release. Well, we're going to, we're going to pray. She just told me that she lost her child in 2018. I want to see the Lord's grace work for my dear sister. You extend your hand would you just take your hand and extend it out lord lord you see this broken heart but lord i know that your word says lord that you're able to heal the broken heart and lord you're able to help and you're able to once again form life lord you're the very existence you're the only one lord that can see us through those things that we don't understand those attacks of the enemy, the assaults against life, Lord. But Lord, I thank you for helping my sister. I thank you for helping her and bringing her through it. In Jesus' name. Darling, we want to we talk to you, okay? Sister Thelma, would you take my dear sister? We need to encourage her in the Lord. And we need to encourage her that God will. In our last testimony, our, what we call a common miracle from such an uncommon God. It's a miracle in the work. I like that. Laying today in children's hospital is a little darling about that big. His name is Asher. They said it was no way that Asher could live completely given up but that little darling is not only living that little darling is thriving and that little darling is going to soon get out of the hospital let's hear that testimony from mom and dad we've tried to have a baby for about 10 years and we just couldn't get pregnant been to doctor's appointments um, just couldn't couldn't get there so we're just thankful that we've had one and we just didn't feel like it was finished we wanted to continue to have more children 
we had some blood work done and uh, we were pregnant. So weeks and weeks into the pregnancy went great. I had no problems at all. At 20 weeks, the water broke. So we went in. They said, there's absolutely no way you'll make it. Just go home, go see your doctor in the morning, and we're just going to wait it out. He was born 25 weeks, five days, and weighed one pound, 15 ounces. They didn't let us see him when he was first born. They took him straight. They hooked him up to a bunch of equipment. He couldn't breathe. His lungs weren't developed. He had bone disease. Um, and they just, for the first couple of hours, we didn't get a chance to see him. And they rushed us to Children's Hospital in, uh, there in Little Rock. and. Uh, they, uh, they, they rushed him in. As soon as we went in, we asked the doctor multiple times, why is he getting so dark? Why does he look so swollen? And the entire time, it was, he was septic. He had a, whole, he had a perforation in his, in his intestines. Basically, they called us and said, you know, after his surgery had taken place and said his vitals are not good, they haven't been good all night, we need you to come in. Basically, this is his last day. I mean, and when you get that call, you're thinking, what? My kid? You know, we sat here and prayed all day. We sat here and believed, you know, this is not going to happen. And then, boom, you're faced with, do you keep him on life support? Do you take him off? Because he's not going to survive either way. And, you know, come in, hold your baby for the last, for the first and the last time that you even get to touch your baby. You just sit there and believe, you know, I know this is supposed to happen. I know he's supposed to be here. But what do you do? I was scared to hold him. I was scared to say goodbye. Even though you hear the doctor's report, you know in your heart this is not how it's going to be in the end. I, uh, I held him, and I wanted to have that opportunity to say that I got, I got to take a nap with my son. So I fell asleep holding him, and uh, when I woke up, they said, we need to put him back, and we was all kind of wondering why. They said, because he's starting to go better. He's starting to feel better. He's, it, all his vitals are starting to come back. His right. uh, organs are starting to move again. It's, it's time to put him back. We need to, we need to make him better now. Coming from where we were to where we are now, you know, then we just, you just pray and believe the best. But now you see, look how far he's come. You know, he's, he's a thousand times better than he was. The devil tried to take my baby and God stood in that room with us and brought my baby back to life. If it wasn't for God, my baby, my baby wouldn't be here. But when you're in that situation where you don't know what's going to happen, all you can do is hope for the best and say, you know, his goodness has never failed us yet. And here we are. He's not going to fail us now. I mean, we've come so far. We know God is, God has got this. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Go ahead and give the Lord. Join with them in worship and praise. Thankfulness to God. Re respond to the goodness of God. Respond to the goodness of God. You know, during that process that, that Trina and Jeremy walked through, I walked, I've watched God bring many changes in this couple's life. And I truly believe that's why we're standing on the threshold of even a greater miracle with Asher. It's because mom and dad allowed their response to be changed. I know Jeremy's heart. I watched this guy grow from a, from a real quiet man, sits in the back that hardly ever participated in church. He, now he sits on the front seat and praises God. I tell you, the changes, the changes that happen as we respond to the Lord. I want to take just a moment. We've just got 
a last moment of song where we're going to allow you to praise God for what God's done in your life. But I want us to respond to God right. If you can sit here today and say, I know, Jerry, God's been so good to me. Man, God brought me through things I should not have been able to come through. God helped me when I should not have been, been able to make it through that. And, and I know there's some things I need to change in response to that goodness in my life. You know, God, you still got an account that's built up there really against you. God, God expected that goodness, expected me to appreciate his goodness enough to where I would surrender the areas that I had been holding back, that I would, I would yield in areas where I've been resisting him or I would allow change to take place in my life. Because God meant all the time for his goodness to bring change in my life. I'm going to quickly ask you here, if you know God's been good to you, and you know there are areas of change that you need to yield in response to that goodness, I want you to simply stand up right where you're sitting. We're going to go all the way with God. We're going to go all the way with God. We're going to respond to God's goodness. Oh, Lord, look down and see, God. Oh, Father, look and see the hearts of your children that are appreciative of what you've done, Lord. to us and we come today Lord to surrender to you to, to allow change to take place in our life God Lord truly we're here today to allow your goodness to draw us closer to you would you just respond with that whisper to the Lord would you just simply say oh Lord I come today in response to your goodness. I come today, Lord, to change. I come today, Lord, to allow this miracle to make me into a different person, Lord. that change needs to be. You need to go ahead and tell the Lord that. You know, you know God's been so good to you. And you know that God's been just so good to me. And I know what the Lord, I know, Pastor, I know what the Lord's asking for my life. And just go right ahead in that little whisper that's going on in your heart. And just tell him, praise God. Well, this is our last song. And then we're dismissed and this song simply says, I still believe in miracles. <laughs> it doesn't ask you the question whether you've ever seen it or not. But we believe it for this book tells us that's real. Amen. <laughs>